Welcome to the Kingdom Life Podcast, a teaching outreach of Andy Green Ministries. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, we would ask that you please rate, review, and share it with others so it will be a blessing to them. Stay tuned after the episode for important updates and announcements from Andy Green Ministries. Now here's Andy with today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Life Podcast. I'm so thankful that you all followed us into the new year. Um, I hope everybody had a great Christmas, a great new year, and uh, you're hitting it hard right now and and getting things done. So I'm just, again, I'm I'm glad you guys are here, and and I pray that this podcast is being a blessing to you um, and that you're getting, you know, some things out of it that you're learning, growing closer to God. Uh, I'm going to continue on this this healing track that we started kind of towards the end of last year. Um, The last episode where we talked about the woman with the issue of blood uh, it interjects into the story that I'm going to talk about today uh, with the story of Jairus' daughter. Um, and so we'll, we'll see that here. I'm going to start reading with Mark chapter 5, verse 21. And it says, When Jesus had crossed again by boat to the other side, many people gathered to him, and he was beside the sea. One of the rulers of the synagogue named Jairus saw Jesus and came and fell at his feet and earnestly asked him, My little daughter is lying at the point of death. I ask you, come and lay your hands on her so that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus, in verse 24, Jesus went with him. Aren't you glad that Jesus went with him? You know, if you think about it, you know, he didn't sit there and question his his history. He didn't sit there and question um, his motives or anything like that. He didn't ask him if he's prayed enough, if he's done enough. Why? Because Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the healer and we cannot do enough in order to deserve our healing we can't do enough in order to convince god to want to heal us because god already wants to jesus went around in in acts 10 38 the bible says that jesus went about doing good healing all those who were oppressed by the devil so it is jesus's pleasure it's his honor to heal and to work the, the the kingdom into people And so we have to get that. We have to understand that Jesus is good and that just as Jesus ministered on the earth, you know, he was the exact representation of the father. It's still the father's will to heal today. And so at this point in verse 24, it talks about um, after Jesus, after it says that Jesus went with him, many people followed him and pressed in on him. And then here's where the story of the woman with the issue of blood interjects, you know, then a certain woman with a hemorrhage for 12 years comes in and we know that Jairus and Jairus's daughter. And we know that, that, um, the woman with the issue of blood, they received healing. They received their miracle in two different ways. You know, we see two different instances here The the woman with the issue of blood, if you remember from the last podcast, you know, she didn't want to be public about it. She just wanted to come in. She wanted to get her healing. She wanted things to be right and fixed. And she didn't want anybody to make a commotion over. She was going to come in, touch the hem of his garment, and then get out of there before people noticed her. Um, but whenever Jesus, you know, he felt the power go out of him, you know, he stopped everything and acknowledged her. And, and his response to her was, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Well, Jairus came to Jesus in faith and he asked him to come lay his hands on his daughter. You see, that's where Jairus's faith was. And it's going to be according to his faith. It's according to our faith of how we can believe God that we're going to receive. So for instance, you know, I can believe God that, you know, I'm going to be healed instantaneously 
And, you know, if I can get my faith to that, that part, you know, let, let's just say, um, you know, with a surgery, you know, I can believe God that, that God would heal me instantly and completely fix everything, you know, by himself without the surgery. If I can get my faith to that level, then I can receive it according to my faith. But if I need to get to the place, you know, maybe my faith hasn't been built up, but I need to get my faith to the place to where, you know what, I'm going to believe God and I'm going to have this surgery while I'm believing God, that the God, that God's going to use the doctors, that God's going to um, help my, my recovery to be speedy. It's going to be, I'm going to receive according to my faith. And we see Jesus do that time after time, you know, he ministered to people in, in several different ways. And some the same ways, you know, but, but we see that there are several different ways that, that people were healed. And again, this is two instances at the same time frame uh, of healings. You know, one person received, you know, without without even trying to talk to Jesus. Because remember, we talked about how Jesus didn't have, you know, really anything to do with her, her healing other than being the supply of power. But here in Jairus's case, he's coming and he's asking Jesus, hey, you know, would you come lay your hands on her that she will that she will be healed and that she will live? So that's where Jairus put his faith. He put his faith on the fact that if Jesus comes, lays his hand on her, then she's going to be healed and that she's going to live. So, again, you know, we see two different people with two different levels you know, of where their faith is. But yet Jesus responds according to their faith you know things are done according to their faith so we see that jesus he immediately picks up and he goes after then um the crowd you know they're like hey we're coming too so they start following him well at that point whenever the crowd starts following him to jairus's house um that's whenever the woman breaks in and uh receives her healing from the issue of blood and so we're going to jump down here again still in mark chapter 5 in verse 34 in verse 34 jesus is telling the woman with the issue of blood daughter your faith has made you well go in peace and be healed of your affliction now in verse 35 while he was still speaking so while he's still saying daughter your faith has made you well someone from the house of the synagogue of the ruler someone from jairus's house came back and said hey jairus your daughter's dead why trouble the teacher any further well, Jesus, while he's speaking, he overheards this. He overhears this, and as soon as he heard it, in verse thirty-six, as soon as he heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, "Don't be afraid, only believe." So he tells Jairus, "Jairus, you've already put your faith out there. Jairus, you've already said that if I come lay my hand on her, she's going to be made whole." So his faith has been released in that statement. Do you get that? His faith was released in that statement that as soon as Jesus puts his hand on my daughter, she's going to be made well. Now what happens is, is things get worse before they get better. And sometimes whenever we're believing God, that happens. Sometimes whenever we're believing God, the seems like just starts to grow dark and it starts to grow scary and it starts to grow, you know, unseemingly possible from where we were before. So Jairus goes from this place of faith to Jesus. If you put your hand on her, she'll be made whole to now she's dead. And so things have gotten worse before Jesus could get there. But Jairus responds to him and he says, don't be afraid. Only believe in other words, Jairus stay on that faith statement, stay on that statement of faith that if I put my hand on her, she's going to be made. Well, do not say another word. 
Folks, we have to understand that our words will negate or it will help build our faith. If you pray in faith for something and you're believing God for something and then you talk contrary or you complain, different things like that, you will negate and you will tear down your faith just as fast or even faster than it was built up. We have to remember that. We have to remember to not only pray in faith, but we have to remember to talk in faith. And if we have nothing in faith to say, then we just need to shut up. And that's what he's telling Jairus here right now. Jairus, shut up. Don't be afraid. Only believe. That's the only thing, Jairus, you need to do right now is to believe what you said that will come to pass because it's going to be according to your faith. In verse 37, he let no one follow him. So now he's stopping the crowd and he's allowing Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, to come with. And he came into the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw the tumult, or saw the people in there and, and the, the commotion and different things like that. And those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, why make this uproar and weep? The girl is not dead, but sleeping. They laughed at him in ridicule. So Jesus gets in there and there's all this commotion that's going on. People are mourning. People are, are sad and the girls died. And so Jesus comes in. He says, hey, you know what? She, she's not dead. She's only sleeping. She's fixing to get up, folks. And so then they start ridiculing him. Even if people ridicule you or people think that you're stupid or, or whatever the case may be, you need to stay in faith if you want to see your miracle. Because the devil will try to use all kinds of people. He will try to use all kinds of things, all kinds of thoughts, all kinds of ideas to try to get you to get off of your faith statement. To try to get you to not believe what it is that you said. So that's why it's very important of who you choose to surround yourself with. You know, if the doctor comes in and he diagnoses you of cancer, you know, some other disease that, you know, you're going to have to believe God to get through and, and, and everything like that. You're going to have to be picky about who you let around you because the people who you let around you are going to be the people who influence you the most. I mean, think about Job and, and how his situation turned out. You know, Job had to, to argue with his wife and with his friends through all this time while he's still trying to trust God, you know, through all these problems and, and different things like that. Um, but he was, it was like an uphill battle the whole time. And if you got people that are surrounding you that, you know, are, are constantly making you look at your symptoms, um, question whether God is, is really going to do what he said he's going to do or has done what he said he was going to do. Um, you know, if, if you have people who are constantly doubting, then, you know, don't you think that that, that doubt is going to eventually creep into your mind? And eventually, you know, if you allow it to sit there long enough to get into your heart. So you want people that's going to help encourage your faith, not tear it down. And so that's exactly why Jesus put these people out was because, you know, they're causing all this commotion and, and they're, they're wailing and they're laughing at him, you know, saying, Hey, she's not going to be made whole. She's already dead. You're an idiot. You know, go away. Um, all these different things, all the while that Jesus, Peter, James, and John, you know, are trying to hold on to this statement of faith that J uh, that uh, Jairus have, has spoken. So, again, we need to clear house or clean house whenever it comes to who we're surrounding ourselves with whenever we're trying to believe God. Really, we should be picky who we spend our time with anyways 
because we know that the book of Proverbs and then other places in the Bible taught very specifically about how, you know, it's important, you know, to, to keep company with wise people. You know, the friend of the fool is going to be destroyed. It doesn't necessarily say the fool is. We think, you know, in most cases that he will, but the friend of the fool that stays with him, you know, is just going to follow down that path. And so we really have to be careful about who we spend our time with, especially though, whenever we're believing God for something. We want somebody of, as Peter says it in his writings, of like precious faith. You know, if I'm believing God for healing, I don't want nobody around me that doesn't believe in healing. And whenever I say that, that doesn't believe in healing, I mean somebody who is going to make faith statements with me, that's going to encourage me, that's going to challenge me, that's going to lift me up whenever I'm starting to get down and discouraged, and somebody that's going to speak life into me rather than just sympathy or empathy or, or anything like that. Because, you know, one thing that I've noticed in ministering to people and stuff like that is people like sympathy. And sympathy is not going to get you healed. You know, whenever you become results oriented and you know that God has is who he says that he is and he's going to do what he says he's going to do, you become focused on the results from the word of God rather than the emotions of people feeling sorry for you and, and um, people, you know, catering to you and different things like that. I mean, we've got to get results oriented whenever we're believing God for something. You know, Jairus in this, you know, he's on his last leg. You know, there's there's no doctor to help, you know, nothing like that. I mean, she she's at the point of death and then she eventually dies before Jesus gets there. He needs results. And whenever we get to that place, we will become picky and choosy about who we allow into our life and to who to speak into our life. So that way we will see those results. Um so again going on, you know, they laughed at him in ridicule. But when Jesus had put them all out, he took the father and the mother, the little girl, and those who were with him and entered where the girl was lying. He took the girl by her hand and said, Talitha kumai, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the little girl arose, for she was, tw she was 12 years of age, and they were greatly astonished. He strictly ordered them to let no one know of it and directed them to give her something to eat. So again, we see Jesus laid his hand on the girl. He took her by the hand. That was, you know, him laying hands on her, which was what it was Jairus's face statement that if you will put your hand on her, if you'll touch her, Jesus, then she'll be healed. So Jesus did just that. He took her by the hand, released the power into her. She was raised from the dead. And guess what? Now she's living. Well, you know, not now, but during that time, she's probably not alive anymore. But you know what I'm saying, right? You know, she was instantly made well. In fact, you know, she probably hasn't eaten in a long time because she's been lying at the point of death. And so that's the first thing that Jesus did, you know, is that whenever they got her up, they gave her some substance. And we see that now that she is well, she's made whole. And it happened according to Jairus's faith. So that just leaves me to ask you guys, you know, where is your faith? What is it you're believing God for? And what is it that you can believe God for? You remember faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we know that the more we get into the word of God, the more we can build our faith, the more we can believe God for. And then we get to the point where we're not just believing God for ourselves, but we can reach out and we can believe God for others. We can help others believe God because we're going to be those types of people that people want to surround themselves with that, that whenever they're believing God for something, we're going to be the people that speak encouragement, 
that speak life, that speak health, that speak faith over those people. So we see that the woman with the issue of blood, she took her three steps of faith for she heard, she said, then she did. Jairus went straight to Jesus. Hey, if you'll lay your hand on her, he stuck with this faith statement and, and, and rode that out to the end with some encouragement from Jesus. And at the end, they both received their miracle. But it happens according to their faith. So, again, you know, we, we see several different ways. There's several, you know, God's not limited by God, God's not limited in, in the sense of, you know, that he can only do things, you know, one way or another. He's limited by what we can believe for. And we see that here, you know, we, we see way too often that people are crying out to God, God, save me, God, you know, God, heal me. But where is our faith? Where is our faith? Is our faith built up in the word of God or is our faith just in hopes that God might do something? Because you see, God operates by faith. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 11, it says that it takes faith to be able to please God. But yet we want to try to rewrite the rules sometimes and think that God's going to meet our needs just because we're in need and he's not going to do it. God has set up kingdom principles for us to live by, for us to operate off of. And if we don't learn to operate off of them or by them, then we're going to miss out. It's just that simple. And then people don't want to do what God says to do. And then they don't do it. So they don't receive. And then they blame it on God because, well, God, I needed this. God, I needed this healing. Why didn't you heal this person? And they point the finger at God when really they should be pointing the finger at themselves because they didn't do what God has directed them to do. If Naaman, who whatever, um, he was directed to go and to dip in the, the River Jordan seven times, they would be healed. If he wouldn't have done it, if he would have done five times, six times or, or, or whatever, he wouldn't have been healed and he could not have blamed that on God, could he? Of course not. He was told what to do. And as New Testament believers, we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. We have the word of God in front of us and on the inside of us. So, folks, we just have to do what it says to do. We have to, to get out of this whole thing. Well, I don't want to do it like that. And we have to become results oriented where, you know, let me put it like this. Faith, whenever it talks about faith in the Bible, it's not talking about hope and expectation. Hope and expectation are, are the same thing, but those things are different than faith. You see, if you're in hope, if you're hoping for something, then you're expecting it. But if you're in faith, then you're believing to the point where it's substance to those things that you're expecting. And that's a big difference to go from hope to faith because... If you're just hoping that God's going to do something, it's not going to happen. But if you're in faith, that means you've grabbed a hold of it to the point where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Paul says like this, I'm fully convinced. You become fully convinced that God has done or God will do what he said. And you, you're not going to let go of it. You're not going to turn loose of it regardless of what anybody else says. And folks, it's from a person with that kind of heart towards it that can speak and release their faith and see it manifest just as how they believe it in their heart. Cause that's what Jesus said, right? If you can believe in your heart, you'll speak it with your mouth and then you'll see the mountain move. If you believe what you say, but you have to be fully convinced in your heart. You have to be fully persuaded of what God has said before you can really release your faith. And I think that's where people really 
miss it as they think, well, you know, yeah, I mentally agree that God can heal, but I don't study or I don't meditate on scriptures, on healing scriptures long enough to get that sunk down on the inside of me where I can't be unconvinced of it, where I will die before I denounce that, that fact. And so that's why a lot of people miss out is because they don't do what God has told them to do. They don't operate by kingdom principles. And so guys, I just want to encourage you, get into the word, get into the word and build your faith. You know, don't, if, if you have a need of something and you know, you don't have to have it right this second, spend some time meditating on the word of God and those scriptures on whatever it is that you need. That's what I was talking about in those first few podcasts where it talks about keys to effective prayer is guys, we meditate on the word and build our faith in those areas of need before we release our faith, before we pray anything. And then we'll see results. We will see results every time if we do it according to the word of God. So I hope this has been an encouragement to you guys. Um, there's some some really cool things that I think that we have coming up. And uh, we'll, we'll let you guys know in on those. And as soon as you know, we get some dates and, and different things like that coming on. Um, so guys, again, I hope this has been a blessing to you. I really want to encourage you guys, build your faith, get into the word, get the word in you. And guys, you will see the kingdom of God manifest in your life like never before. I love you guys. I speak truth and love to you. And, and I really hope you grasp a hold of that and, and know that, that we're here for you. Um, you can reach out to us on the website, you know, um, hit the contact form, submit a prayer request, submit testimonies, whatever you guys have, you know, we, we want to hear it. We want to, we want to do this thing called life with you. So reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you and uh, God bless until next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the kingdom life podcast. Again, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share it with others. You can also help us be heard by rating it and leaving a review. For other resources, please visit www.andygreenministries.com. Thank you for listening.